listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode. Chris Lopez here, and I've got three guests in the studio today with me, and we're going to talk about a build-out of an ADU in Adams County, and it's a great story. So our guest couple bought this in 2017, bought the property, built it out, and they're here to tell us all the the good, and there's probably a lot of not-so-good, too, with ADU build-outs, as you guys know. So, and my guest co-host today is Stacy Rosowski. Stacy, how's it going? Good, Chris. Glad to be here. I know. So, this is another continuation of our ADU learning <laughs> podcast series, I guess, for lack of a better name. Yeah, we're just yeah. finding more people that are building them and, and seeing how it goes. So, how did you meet our guest today? Um, I met Chantel actually through Facebook. Okay. We were in a, had, had similar, had <laughs> similar interests and she was talking about her ADU. So I reached out so that we could kind of learn a little bit more. Okay. And then now we're, we're here. sitting across talking uh, about ADUs. Well, Chantel, Tyler, great to have you guys. So before I give the official introduction, the first question is the ADU building process. Yes or no. Would you do it again? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. We would definitely do it again. Yeah, we had a great experience. We got a little lucky, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, and I would definitely do it again. Good. All right. So that's the punchline. And then tell us about kind of the background about you guys, because I know you got bitten by the real estate bug a handful of years. We kind of start there. And then now you have this awesome property. Yeah. So I'll start on that. Um, Tyler and I... We were friends at 12. And <laughs> going way back. <laughs> going way back. And we got married 10 years later. Um, and we were both in very different industries. I was in medical sales, and he was working with my dad's company as director of operations. We moved out to Denver. We bought our first house. I had no idea that Tyler was handy at all at this point, which is shocking actually um and then we got the real estate bug i became a realtor and tyler became a contractor what triggered that though there's always like a book or a podcast or family member do you remember like what triggered? I mean, that's oh, what i'm yeah. most curious by i am the classic rich dad poor dad all right you're you're one of us too huh? yeah classic <laughs> yep well she was driving around in her previous job and then started listening to podcasts and things about real estate and that's kind of how it started. And then I guess how my career in this started was when we bought our first house. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I tricked him to do. <laughs> I don't, I don't know do that I was... Him? I don't know that I was... <laughs> I, that, I mean, I don't know how... how do you... <laughs> I wasn't really on board with it. I didn't feel like I was super ready. Mm-hmm. When we went, I was talked like, with let's our just lender. go talk to this lender and see what he has to say. And then we were pre qualified and yeah. then we were under contract. And <laughs> she, it was a lot of let's just do this and see what happens. And then we went <laughs> to the next step and then the next step and then the next step. And it happened. And I, I, I'm glad it did. So we ended up buying our first house. And actually, my, my family is in construction. Um, and I wasn't in construction until we bought this first house. And um, it ended up being a great experience. I jumped right into all the home projects, fell in love with it, quit my job a couple months later and started working for a general contractor. And then um, a little bit after that, went off on my own. Okay. 
And so now you're you're GC. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you bought this house, was it was it the plan to kind of do like a, a live-in flip, or what was the plan when you bought the house? So our plan when we bought the house was actually relatively simple. We were like, oh, we're paying fifteen hundred dollars in rent. We could buy a house with, you know, roughly a $2,500 mortgage and maybe rent our basement for $1,200 and pay around the same. And this was long term. And this was long term. Yeah, we were planning on renting a basement long term. And so the reason that we bought this house was because it had a kitchen in the basement. It didn't have a bathroom, but we were like, okay, we can insert a bathroom. Had a spot for it. Just wasn't built out. Mm, okay. okay. It was already plumbed. Too. It already plumbed, had electrical. Yeah. So we bought the house with that being the intention. And then we were like, you know what? We have a lot of family that comes to visit from Florida. Let's do Airbnb or short term rental. So when they come into town, they can stay in our basement. And then it was like overnight, we were booked like completely up. We we're making, you know, close to three grand a month on our basement. And we were like, we have to do this more. And so that led us to build a carriage home. And so when you when you bought this house, obviously you knew like it's, I'm assuming it's the classic kind of way we see it as a, as a ranch home, just, and then you got this uh, income suite in the basement. Mm-hmm. Did you know when you bought it that it was zoned ADU? Was that the ADU even on the radar when so, you purchased it? No. So we didn't know much about ADUs. They weren't super popular back then. And this was kind of uh, 2017, right? Mm -hmm. 2017. There was this weird outbuilding on the property that they didn't even advertise in the listing. It was like this like dirty little secret on on the property that was causing it not to sell. Um, And we took a look at it and we're like, oh, maybe we could convert this into another mother-in-law one day. But we didn't know that ADUs were a designation as far as zoning. We didn't know that we would be doing Airbnb. We had very little idea of what it would cost to bring it up to an ADU mm-hmm. legally. Um, but we thought it was cool. We thought that it had potential. Like how how big is this? Like is this it's, a standard lot size in it, Denver? And like how big is the structure um, back there? Kind of like paint us a picture if you could. I would say our lot size is a little bit larger. Um, it's what was it? Thirteen thousand square feet. Oh, okay, so that's a that's a good size lot. Yeah, really about a, size about a third of an acre, a little over a third of an yeah. acre, I think. Yeah. So the area that it's in is right near Regis University. Um, it's just north of downtown Denver, but it's in Adams County, where the lot sizes are a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And so the realtor didn't even advertise this building that was back there. We just saw the kitchen in the basement and thought, "Wow, this is going to be great." And the and the ADU was just a complete bonus. And it was completely unfinished. It's about the size. It's 440 square feet. So it's the size of a two-car garage. Good size. Yeah. So what was there? What, like, this unfinished building, what did it have? It was just four walls, a roof, and then the inside. They said it was like an old barn or something. Mm -hmm. They did run plumbing to it. It already had plumbing and it already had electrical. Oh, wow. Awesome. So it was perfect. But everyone who went and toured this house before we bought it, was like, oh my gosh, this is a massive project that I don't want to deal with. How, how was the quality of the buildings? I've definitely seen my fair share of those as well. Like, and sometimes it's literally, you know, plywood and a step above a shed. And sometimes they're just, they're solid structures. Like what was like the this, the walls like? This was an incredibly solid structure. It had 10 inch thick poured, like concrete foundation walls that were eight feet tall. Oh, wow. All the way around <clears throat> with a brand new roof on it. So, oh, wonderful. 
we just framed out the walls with two by four or two by sixes and then did the build out. Yeah. So it, it really worked out so perfectly and it will never work out like this again, I'm sure, <laughs> but it worked out really great. Yeah. And I would, we've kind of talked about, there was probably about 40,000 worth of value in that building right. that was existing. We think we had probably a, anywhere from like 30 to $50,000 head start. On building. Because um, we didn't have to run water. We didn't have to run sewer. The electrical was already there. Um, we did have to verify with the city that we didn't need a separate water tap. And we had to verify. And you didn't? And we didn't. Oh, no. Good. With our, with our water district. And we also had to verify that the sewer could handle, or the, the pipes could handle the extra load, which I was able to do. So let's, let's talk about this because this is, I mean... This is the hard part. Mm -hmm. You start getting the building. So you guys moved in here. You're killing on Airbnb. Light bulbs really going off on here. You bought this in quarter two, 2017. When did you start thinking about the the ADU conversion? Pretty mm -hmm. much right after we finished the basement. Mm -hmm. um, and it was it was kind of a contentious subject in our household for a while, just because we were trying to figure out the financing and whether or not we could do it. Adams at the time had not legally passed the zoning for accessory dwelling units. Mm -hmm. That did not happen until 2019. Okay. And so we went back and forth on, should we go through zoning? Should we just try to renovate this without going through the city? Um, or should we wait and see if they actually do pass this designation? And thankfully they did. Okay. Yeah. And so... What let's start with the, so when did you start uh, the actual like process of calling the city and actually like getting the permits and the build out? Like, what was the rough timeline on here? That was probably about six months after we moved in, um, and it took a good six months to get the permits for it. So it took a, a lot of back and forth um, between the city and us trying to figure out if it was legal, what we could do, what they would allow us to do. Um, like I said, we had to verify if we needed yeah. a, another water tap um, or if the sewer was big enough. And I even needed a letter from the fire department saying that they would service that area in case there was a fire. Oh, um, So there's, a, I mean, there's a bunch of little things that you have to do in order to approve, get it approved, and then you can start building. So six months of that. And what was like the rough cost? That was mostly just time of doing that? Yes. That yeah, didn't cost that, us anything. It didn't, okay. didn't cost us anything. And then did you pull a permit? Because I've heard different things about people being able to permit, pull a permit for themselves to do the work mm -hmm. versus having to have a permit to have like a, a GC do the work. Right. What what did you do for the construction? What type of permit was it? So we, we pulled homeowners permits. Okay. I applied for all of them. I drew up hand-drawn plans and submitted them this is while he was in his other job yeah too. so he had he was still working full-time um with my dad right this. and this was kind of i mean i was trying to i was figuring this out as i went along which which is why it took longer than it probably should have to get approved um just because i didn't know exactly what i needed to submit what they required and all that but uh we went through that process and they ended up allowing us to do it which was great. Yeah, I think one thing that we would say was pretty helpful, and you can't do it right now, but we actually showed up at Adams County mm -hmm. several times um, because when you're just corresponding via email or phone call, sometimes they're extremely short. 
But if you go there and you ask to speak to someone, they will be way more thorough with you. Um, and they're way more friendly towards homeowners right. as well, as opposed to GCs. Right. So we pulled homeowners permits and a lot of times, and it, it really varies from municipality to municipality and even counties, but a lot of times they'll require you to submit uh, or to either take a test for like plumbing or something for you to per perform the work yourself, mm. or they'll have you list a subcontractor that's going to do it that's licensed. Okay. Um, luckily, Adams County is fairly lenient in that, and I think I got away without doing any tests or anything. Um, and I and I used some subcontractors, but I did a lot of work myself, and that's how I did it. And what was the I want to talk about the financing on here because when you guys bought the house, I'm assuming you just did like a like a FHA or or five percent down conventional loan, like a we did a conventional. Okay. Um. So how did you what how did you finance eighty or do you, I mean was it cash or finance? Because that's often the tricky part. Mm -hmm. Is obviously you guys had a good forty fifty thousand dollar head start with the structure there, but mm -hmm. still cost a really good chunk of money. Mm -hmm. Right. And financing is often what I've seen trip up people. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would actually say this is kind of like my was my strong suit in this is we were very um, diligent in looking through all of our financing options. So we allotted probably forty to fifty thousand cash of our own okay. to go towards this project, um, and the whole project cost for us with Tyler doing a lot of the work was roughly eighty five thousand. So we weren't. So we were we were looking for a loan that was under fifty fifty thousand to okay. complete it. Um, I had heard about personal loans, non secured personal loans, because at the time we didn't have enough equity to tap into a HELOC. Yep. So I went through a company called Lightstream, and they're a six percent fee simple um, personal loan, and you can designate that it's for a construction project. It felt crazy because you put in your social and they literally ask you after reviewing your credit score, they ask you what day you would like the funds to be deposited. That is truly all I had to do. Really? At 6% interest rate? At 6% wow. interest rate. Super simple. It was wild. Um, it was the loan term... And they have a lot of different loan terms. I chose a five-year loan term, meaning that our payment would be roughly $1,200 a month, which on Airbnb, I projected that we would make around 4,000. So it's like, even if I was not able to pay this off for whatever reason, or I can't refinance out of it, it did make sense for our numbers. Yeah. Um, so I scheduled for Lightstream to give us the funds they were there in our bank account, and then we used them immediately to finish building. Um, and we probably made two or three monthly payments. Um, and then we can go into this more, but we did a cash out refi um, and paid off the Lightstream loan okay. at a really great interest rate yeah. amortized over 30 years. Um, but it cost us a total of $800 to borrow from Lightstream because it's just a, an interest cost. Yeah. Oh, it's, wow. it's nothing. It's nothing. nothing. Wow. So it was you really a hard money loan or construction. loan. <laughs> yeah. I right? paid a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's not something, um, 
I asked a lot of people in real estate and asked them if they had ever done it and whether or not it was, you know, a scam or like a sketchy loan. And not a lot of people have tried it. So I was a little nervous, but it worked out awesome. Yeah, well, I, I wrote that down. I'm going to file that away. So thank <laughs> so you. So that yeah. was in, you were doing interest only payments on that? No. So it is a fee simple 6%. Oh. So you pay a lot towards principal every month plus the 6%. Okay. Um, so it's, it's actually, I, I feel like it's a relatively conservative and safe loan payment. And you had scheduled it for five years, but you ended up only using it for a couple months just to finish out construction and then refinance the whole property. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So you had already started doing a lot of the work yourself, Tyler, and then kind of when you start, you know partway through that, then you got the loan to finish up. Because, I mean, getting right. that loan to four months to getting a cash or refi is a really quick turnaround time because, mm-hmm. I mean, 30 to 40 days, that's just the the, the financing going through. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the financing before we go back to construction build-out because this is, you know, another issue we've had is just, you know, so, you know, sometimes all the money spent on the ADU doesn't always increase the property value that much. Mm-hmm. So walk us through kind of like the numbers of, of if you can, like, hey, you purchase house for X amount, <laughs> The amount invested and the kind of how it all worked out because this sounds like a great, just a great success. Yeah, we're we're laughing because we got like a ridiculous appraisal. Um, so hey, take it when you can get it. Well, I guess do we talk about what would what did you originally buy your house for? Yeah, I can kind of go through the numbers yeah. of, of everything. So we bought the house in 2017 for 440. Okay. Um, we used a conventional loan, and I shared this with Stacy, but we did three percent down. Um, and they had this really neat program where instead of down payment assistance, you could choose to have your whole PMI covered. Um, so we didn't have PMI on the loan, which was nice. Um, we first renovated the basement to get that rented on Airbnb. So we had to pay probably about 15000 in in um, bathroom, carpet, paint, furnishing. We got that up and rented. Then we spent some time renovating our unit that we were living in. Mm -hmm. And then we started looking towards the ADU. Um, So that was the financing that we had in place. And then I told you for the ADU, we did half cash, half light stream. um, And we called this the master plan for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Where we decided to... um, do a cash out refi once the interest rates dropped um, at the beginning of, when was that? They were at like 3.5%. Mm-hmm. It was right before they really got good. I think it was the end of 2018, maybe? Mm, some, I think it was end of 2019. I think more 2019. Yeah, I was going to say. 2018 interest rates spiked then. Because yeah. I refied it originally in, in, in 2019 too. Yeah, so it was the end of 2019. We did a cash out refi. We were really nervous um, about the appraisal because we had finished this amazing like carriage home, but everybody was telling us that it wouldn't give us that much value Mm -hmm. and so we waited to schedule the appraisal on a snow day because our landscaping was really bad at this point (laughs) the appraiser came out i met with him and he walks through the house and he says i don't know what you want me to do with this house nobody prepared me that this house was going to have this carriage house on the back and that it's an income property and that it's split into three units the square footage isn't even right on the on the county 
and I was super nervous. Um, but he later called me and he said, I'm going to have to go off of the comps and sunny side because that's all I have. And I said, that's totally fine. With me. <laughs> <laughs> and he appraised the property for seven fifty. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, he, the, the lender calls me and he has like this downtrodden voice. And he's like, well, Tyler, what do you think it appraised for? And I was like, I don't know, maybe like 600 at the most. And then he says that, and I just was shocked. And he said everyone in his office was just laughing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. And I, I think, to be fair now with with the market that we're in, um, and I'm a realtor, I, I do think that with the income that the property is bringing in, that... Today, I would say that it's a fair appraisal. Yeah. Somewhere right around there. Yeah. yeah. Well, so what? So what did you end up getting? So you, uh, what was your new interest rate then? It was three point five percent. Okay. Right before Great. it really got cut. Though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So you paid off the the Lightstream loan and then took out some cash. <clears throat> Presumably, we just your... we just took the cash out to pay off the Lightstream okay, just loan. Up, okay. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So going back to the build out. So. What's the, you have this, you said 440 square foot rectangle. Mm-hmm. What'd you build in there? So we did it kind of as a studio feel to it. So it's a rectangle, but it's kind of an L-shaped living space. So we have a full kitchen with dishwasher, stove, all of it. And then a um, little bit of a living room area where you walk into the unit and then a bedroom, and then a bed, basically. So it's all kind of one area, and then obviously the bathroom is private in the in the other corner. But we, um, I would say we were pretty intentional with making it function as a great short term mm-hmm. rental. So mm-hmm. right. we really invested in the space for a great bed, a great kitchen, and a great bathroom. Yeah, it's not somewhere that you would probably want to live for a long period of time. But it's very functional and very comfortable for a short-term rental. So, and we, I, th- I think we invested probably a little bit more than we should have. I mean, our finishes are pretty nice. Our shower has like two shower heads, and it's all marble, and it looks great. But, but looks good on Airbnb photos. Looks too. great, <laughs> and that's all we had in mind. Yeah. Um, so, so, like, what was like the like the flooring, the countertops, the appliances? Like, what were those finished qualities? Yeah, so the cabinets were fairly cheap, uh, but they still look great. The countertops are quartzite, which were pretty expensive. And then uh, we got pre-finished maple flooring. Oh, wow. So, okay. so it is nice flooring. Yeah. yeah, I will say the something else to consider when you're picking out finishes is you pay a lot more if you want it immediately. So I wanted my cabinets immediately. I wanted my flooring immediately. So I was just going and showing up into local stores um, and buying whatever they had there that day. Um, The cabinets, though, we got in two weeks from, I think they're called RTA. Ready to assemble. Ready to assemble. And they were really affordable. They have horrible reviews online, but I was extremely happy with them. Yeah, I mean, they, they shipped them on a pallet. They arrived to our house. I had to assemble all of them. And they're and I, not... And I, I mentioned that because a lot of cabinets, they tell you that it's going to take months. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not super high-quality cabinets, but they look nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. A great affordable option 
for other people. All right. So you, there had to have been some hiccups here. Like you got to tell us something that happened that you weren't expecting on the build or something that um, caught you up. This well, the first initial hiccup was I was demoing. So there actually was some framing in there with drywall and things. And I was demoing that and there was a raccoon behind the wall, <laughs> which scared me. Um, but let me think it, it went, I didn't like the floor that we had to build up. That oh, was kind of yeah. weird. Um, so our foundation, the, the, there was a concrete slab there and it was extremely uneven. And what we ended up doing was framing the floor up. So okay. it actually, um, the, the ceilings are vaulted in there. There, it's it's pretty tall. It's about twenty one feet, I think. No, I think it's about eighteen. Wow, those that that's a, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean the walls a lot on the sides are pretty short or pretty low, but it goes up really high. And um, we ended up framing the floor up, which didn't make a huge difference. But I kind of regret that now. I wish we would have just jackhammered up all of the concrete and done it right. Um, but that worked but, out. Fine. Yeah, and I, I can say more, I think, our hiccups were in the preparation mm -hmm. phase. Once we actually got to the building phase, it went really quick. So when I when we first started exploring building an ADU, we were, you know, told all different things like you need to have an architect like get mm -hmm. you started. You need to have a structural engineer get you started. You might want to bring in, you know, a builder that specializes in accessory dwelling units and when we met with each party it was fairly discouraging like i did a walkthrough with an architect that was like you are out of your mind to be doing it anywhere close to the price that you think that you're going to complete it there are so many things that the city is going to have an issue with in this building um and it would if if we were not as determined i think that some of those conversations would have prevented us from moving forward at all with that building. Um, so we just continued to pressure the city and try to do it as much as we could ourselves after bringing in some of these professionals, um, which is not always the case. I think that we just got a string of, of very pessimistic professionals when it came to price point, timeline, mm -hmm. and um, the bones that we currently had on site. Yeah, and I would say I, I kind of fumbled through the permit process. If I would have known exactly what I need to submit and what they require and all that, it would have gone a lot smoother. But it took me a long time to figure that out. And a great learning experience, but I just fumbled through it. Yeah, but could you have actually known? Because I feel like that's one of those things you just have to go through it to learn. Like, right. there's no... Right, yeah. You, you can't really Google that or... <laughs> When we started, there were only three other ADUs that had been built in Adams County at the mm -hmm. time. Um, so there, I feel like the city, too, at that point, also didn't have some of the red tape that they may or may not have today. Right. So that would be an interesting thing to look back on, actually. So what advice do you have for people out there who want to go out there and either, you know, they, they have a a lot that's zoned ADU and it has the right lot size, all, all that stuff, but they want to build it? What do you recommend to people? Like, where do they start? What do they need to know? What are your expectations? Yeah, I think one thing that I would recommend would be to go through a general contractor first, um, as opposed to going through an architect or even a builder. 
just because a general contractor starts out traditionally by having conversations with the city. Mm -hmm. So you would have someone working on your behalf to speak specifically about your property as opposed to someone who's speaking about accessory dwelling units on a general level because there are areas where, for instance, Denver is more difficult to build ADUs than it is in Adams County. And it would be good to have someone that speaks about your particular situation before making assumptions. And then one thing to understand and kind of keep in mind that a general contractor, and I'm, I'm no exception to this, but they typically focus more on the execution, the actual build, and don't do much with design. So, and design can happen usually, unless you're designing something super specific or extravagant, it can happen a little bit later on when you're, you can pick out your finishes, you can talk with someone else about what kind of paint color you want, but the GC is going to get you to that point and just kind of hit the ground running. Um, so I think there is a lot of value in talking to an GC first rather than a designer or an architect or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about just like timeline expectations? Someone's starting this, like, do you even know, like, or do you do you build the ADUs for, for so, Tyler? I mean, if you do, like, give us some timelines here, what you're seeing, seeing now. So that was the first one that I did and I have a few bids out now, but I haven't done another one okay. since. Um, but I would say the biggest unknown in usually any build project is the permitting process. So I've gotten permits in a week and I've gotten permits in six weeks. It's just unknown. Okay. Um, and it's the most frustrating part about my job dealing with the city. But, um, once things get going and you have a, a plan, the build is actually fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say from like six months to a year, you can you can have it done. And what's the like what's the build cost? Because I've you know, I know it's getting, you know, more streamlined, but I also mm-hmm. know raw materials are going up in prices right now. Just like what's the current market to like build a you know, standard four hundred, five hundred square foot ADU? Yeah, I, I would say it would range probably from about ninety K and that's cheap, cheap, cheap to up to 190k 200,000 and that's just like standard single story yeah so that would be not over a garage that would be kind of your standalone to size of a two-car garage type structure and so probably a lot of times in the mid 100 range yeah okay i would say that's reasonable okay for sure makes sense questions got your list over there stacy um so what's next (laughs) (laughs) sounds like you've been doing all these construction projects so now that you finished up the adu and your house what are you doing next yeah so we do have a goal at some point to acquire a commercial property and have um four at least maybe a few more airbnbs on the upper levels and then retail on the lower levels um Mm. so that's yeah that's kind of what we're working towards in the meantime you know we're continuing to buy properties as primary residences kind of live in fix them up and then hold them as airbnb properties um to continue to build passive income 
And do you manage the Airbnbs yourself? Yeah, we do. Um, so I we started with just one Airbnb, and now we have four. And automation was fairly important um, yeah. in scaling that. I would say that I probably spend about an hour a week um, on coordinating cleaners or responding to guest questions. Um, but it's only an hour a week. And on on that one property that we're talking about now, we no longer live there. Um, I think we, we make about 55 annually passively on it. Hmm. Yeah. It's not bad for an hour a week. Yeah. yeah. With a couple other properties. <laughs> yeah. And I will say our cleaner, shout out to Mallory. You're a star. <laughs> she is phenomenal. She plays a big part in just the peace of mind for us. But mm-hmm. she also communicates with guests that want to check in early and things. We have it set up so she can respond to messages and see those messages from our guests. Um, and that's a big part of it. We we really love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I'm kind of curious about this commercial property. Are you guys targeting like a part of town where to do this in? Sounds like you guys have a, have a vision of what you want to do. We would like it in a spot that has more retail, retail that's more walkable. Um, yeah. So we've, we've looked at areas in Denver. Um, we've looked in Wheat Ridge, Arvada, Golden. Um, zoning is something that's extremely interesting to navigate when you're trying to look into a mixed use of commercial slash short-term rental. Um, so we're still in the process of looking and learning and probably a little ways from, from acquiring that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm very intrigued by that. Yeah. Please. You'll have to keep us posted. Yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah. us posted back on the podcast. Yeah. Well guys, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure meeting you and getting to hear your story. Thank and you how can us. people get a hold of you? Like, well, it's putting the show notes, but uh, social medias, email, like what's kind of the best way for people to stay up to what you guys are doing or get a hold of you? Yeah, so I'm on social media a little more than Tyler. Um, working on that. <laughs> working on that. You can find me at Chantel Dwayne um, on Instagram as well as Facebook. Um, I have a small team of realtors. You can email me at Chantel at thegoodneighbors.com and then Tyler is tyler at ryeconstructionco.com awesome yep great well thanks so much guys thank Thank you you. thanks Thanks for for having having us. us